Ladies and gentlemen. Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill? I don't know. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> yes, Queen. <laughs> yes, Queen. Yes. Time to be fabulous. <laughs> yes. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hi there. Hello. Hello. I'm oh, Kendall. Hello. Richardson, hello. <laughs> I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulvia Cantaramaggio. And I'm a Michael Lister. And, and you... you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone's cutting your lunch, Kendall. Uh, yes. <laughs> you are experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Welcome to the show. That was a team effort, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all excited. Yes. It's always good, always good to be here and to be recording. Uh, and nice to say that for the first time post uh, COVID, Wayne is reunited with Folia and myself. Yes, we're it in is the same. Lovely room. to be yes. in the same Fred shed. Kendall, always a pleasure seeing you, my dear. Likewise. Fulia hiked all the way from Wollongong to see me. I am absolutely <laughs> blessed. Lovely to see you, my dear, as always. <laughs> And Michael, I long for the day when I can see you, my friend. I'm a ghost. <laughs> Here in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yes. I'm one day, one day. Oh, sorry, Mike, go yeah, on. That's right. I'm just one of those electrical ghosts that's in. I'm a gremlin. I'm in, yes. I'm in the technology. Yes. Yes, yes you <laughs> are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 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 Loves it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> That's so good. Yes, hopefully once, uh, uh, you know, things get a bit better, maybe we can even work out a, a day or a time when we can all be in the same room. I know, that'll be a novelty. Show. Oh. Yeah. That, if everyone has a Sunday off, yes, yes then we'll, we'll all go to Bendigo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wish, would be... Me wishing. Yes. 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 Well, look, you're closer than Wollongong, so I'm fine with this. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> wow. Would you like some cream for that burn? (laughs) (laughs) Some aloe vera. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, so here we are again. Another week has passed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are here to catch up and look back. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, my darling, how has your week been? My week has been actually pretty good. Um, As per usual, I have been at home this whole week. Um, day 80 something for me. Wow. <laughs> it's so weird that now I've stopped counting. I stopped at 59. Yeah. I'm such, a, uh, you know, I'm so little league compared to you. Uh, I am day 83 right now. Wow. Uh, I wish. <laughs> um, but in saying that, uh, I've been doing a lot of content work. I've, uh, recently joined a, a really amazing uh, online community through a particular YouTube channel, which I will mention, yes. Nintendo Guru 
Holy Shout moly. Out. Thank yeah. you so much for creating this community. I have never felt so welcomed oh. on this online community, community. And it is just amazing to see all these people from around the world come together and talk all things like gaming and YouTube content and, you know, even trying to keep it, you know, encourage each other to, to stay fit, um, which is really amazing. Hmm. And, you know, I think the highlight for my week has been this particular weekend where um, Nintendo Guru got to uh, do a live stream where he did his Animal Crossing version of Deal or No Deal, where it was called Nook or No Nook, and it was so cute, um, and it was lots of fun. Even if you weren't able to go to the island to um, play the game, just watching it and being part of the chat was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it was so good. And we were still, like, being so interactive with it all. We were... And when it when it came to whether they should take the deal, we were like, no nook, no nook. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so much fun. And then, um, and then uh, earlier today, I got to participate in a gaming. That, well, it was game night for them because they're in America, whereas I was the only Aussie in the group that was participating. So for me, it was a game afternoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to play uh, a little scavenger hunt on someone's island. Uh, and then we moved on to another island where we did a little bit of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went to another island where... Was it mud wrestling? Hey? <laughs> mud wrestling? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and then the last island we went to, uh, we played musical chairs and it was so cute. Oh my goodness. Um, and I won. I won. I won musical chairs. <laughs> Go foolish, creepy. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so yeah, I'd say the the highlight of my week has been being part of a, an online community that I never thought was yeah. so you know humbling and welcoming. Yeah, so you made new friends this week. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Just they're all around the world. Majority, I'd say eighty five percent of them are in uh, the US. <laughs> it's so much fun. How about you, Wayne? Uh, yeah, look, I'm back at it. Back to work. Um, working in my beautiful shop and uh, still cleaning up at home, which has been (laughs) exhausting. (laughs) I'm making progress though, uh, which is great. Uh, Operation Declutter is going to take a year and I'm loving it. (laughs) There is something lovely though about seeing this, you know, clutter dwindle down and, and look, the highlight of the whole decluttering process is when you sort things in boxes or different sections mm. and you get to make labels like that. Just that you don't understand how much, Labeling. how much that floats my boat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, mind you, Fulia and Kendall have been at my house and have seen my labeled pantry. So they do Which understand my, the best. they it understand is. my la- <laughs> if, label. Look, you, you, you can't compare to my mom's labeling. Like, holy <laughs> crap. It's a walk-in pantry and everything, all the jars in there are just labelled with whatever it's spice or herb it is. Oh, so next time I'm at your house, Fulia, I need to be more of a sticky beak and actually yes. shove my head in the pantry. Yep. Yep. I've been too I've been too reserved. I've just stayed back <laughs> and been a polite guest. I need to be intrusive on yes, this. You do. Someone question my and challenge me on labelling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to go get pointers now, I yeah, think, yeah. From, from, from your gorgeous mother. I think so too. Um, but yeah, uh, look, 
lots of wonderful things um, have happened. It was lovely, um, again, having dinner with, with you, Kendall, and you, Fulia, yes. uh, for the first time in about three months, I think, oh, if yeah, not a little bit that. longer. Yeah. Uh, the wait staff were happy to see us yeah. again. Uh, and it was just nice uh, being there. Mm. It was lovely not having to wash up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, so no, that, so that that was that was a highlight. But um, do forgive me, ladies, if I do have to say that it wasn't the number one thing to happen to me this week. Um, you were outdone uh, because I bought a tea caddy this week, Yay! and I am super excited. <laughs> <laughs> About this cheap, shitty little box, but I can tell you, there's nine compartments, people. The potential for nine flavors of tea, and I've not shut up about it all day. Because <laughs> it just looks so pretty. It's very pretty. It is. You should brag all you want. I yes. think I will. I think I will. My brother, whom I live with, just... <laughs> When he saw it full with tea, he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, could you just pretend to be excited? <laughs> And to his credit, he did, like, this most over-exaggerated, worst acting in history excited. But it appeased me. It was fine. <laughs> um, he won't believe that, uh, that that you two ladies were excited about this tea caddy. Um, so uh, when we wrap up today, we're going to have to take some photographic evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think so. Um, yes. So it, it's really pretty. Yes. And so because I love love drinking tea and have, uh, you know, about half a dozen cups a day. I'm super excited about a tea caddy and I will stop talking now because I'm starting to embarrass myself. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, how has your week been? (laughs) Well, I'm glad people were excited this week. My week's been a bit of a downer, but I don't want to bring the whole world Oh, bugger, mate. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, yeah, just world stuff. Of course. Uh... This particular weekend is a bit of a bit of a poo because mm. we uh, can't remember if I was talking about last week that my whole family were pa- planning to have like a a big family um, camping trip. Yes, yes, that's thing. right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so so we couldn't do the. We, it was going to be this weekend because it's a long weekend. Yes, and. Um, uh, I'm not really having a long weekend. I'm actually working on Monday. Yeah, uh, I'll be, yeah. but where I am, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be different. I'm going to be working in the ICU. Yay! Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> ouch! Yeah. So anyway, uh, but but sort of uh, to put a damper on the sort sort of uh, bad stuff. Uh, we, uh, the whole family sort of got together on a Zoom call and we sort of had a, a campfire sing-along sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Nice. I yeah. love that. And that, that was a bit of fun. Yeah, uh, good on you. All the, kid, all the kids in their, in their pajamas, <laughs> uh, uh, having a, a tent um, set up in the lounge room and they're having some, some warm cocoa and, and, and all that and uh, marshmallows. Uh, and uh, my mum uh, read a book, and then we all went to bed. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah, better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I love that the sort of uh, not compromises, but you find alternatives to still do the things that you enjoy or that you plan. Like, yes, yeah. they can't, you know, meet, you know, the reality of it. But the substitute is in the spirit of it, and you still sort of make it work for you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad that you found some joy out of that, at least, Mike. Yeah, and it'll just make half an hour. Yeah, 
Yeah, but you know what? It'll make it when, when you actually do end up having the physical camping trip, it'll make it that much more exciting and special, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's just convincing my wife to actually go on camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I can see how that would be a bit hard basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So glamping so instead. Uh, she, she likes uh, five-star camping. Yeah, yeah, glamping. That's what it's called, glamping. isn't it? Glamping, yeah. 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 At the, uh, yeah. <laughs> like our last camping trip was in Melbourne. <laughs> oh come on give and take give and take <laughs> she owes she owes you yes yeah 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 she she got a bit annoyed when i was trying to cook the toast on the on the um heater <laughs> <laughs> oh wow look did the house burn down no no no, no. Oh, tell her to relax then <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point <laughs> So, Kendall, what did you get up to this weekend? Me? Well, this this week for me has been it's been pretty like it's been pretty good. It's been mostly good. Um, one one slightly annoying thing that I'll I'll mention first, but it's fixed now. I I had no internet for three days at home because my MBN crashed on me and died, so that sucked quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's fixed now, so it's good. Um, Welcome back to the 21st century. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, yeah, so I'm glad I had a few things like that I I could watch at home what, without internet that I'd already like had on my computer sitting mm. waiting for me. So I dug into that, which was really good. Um, but apart from that, uh, I yeah I did some really cool things this week in terms of seeing people again that I haven't seen since lockdown. So I caught up with my lovely friends Beck and Jamil for the first time, Yay. which was really nice. Um, we had dinner and had epic chats and uh, yeah, and um, their little girl Maddie is so big. She's, she's just turned eight months. Wow, oh, that's cute. She's adorable. Um, yeah, and she she couldn't stop staring at me. <laughs> she was looking at me. She's like, "Who's this person?" Because she's she's come into a world where you know she yeah. like for the first few months she was like people everywhere, but then everyone went away. Absolutely, and it was just her parents. So I think yeah, Beck seemed to put it at, at that like you know the fact that I'm someone else besides them yeah. entering this space, and she's like, "Ooh, yeah. um, <laughs> yes." Uh, so yeah, so it was really lovely to catch up with them, and then yeah. On, on Saturday night, I went to uh, a workmate of mine, hosted a few of his friends and a bunch of us from work at his place. And we had a few drinks, which was a lot of fun, just being silly and talking shit and just kind of like a like a small house party. Because, you know, you're not allowed to have big, big parties no. yet, <laughs> but you can have little, little yes. tiny gatherings. And, and that was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that was nice. That was nice, yeah. So it's been a yeah, it's been a it's been a good it's been a good week, and it's been a productive week creatively as well, which mm. I will get to later on in the show. But um, but yeah, no, it's good stuff. Nice one. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, with that being our weeks that were, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it's now time to get into the week that was in the nerdy news. Yes. <laughs> This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away Kendall. 
guys, nerdy news time. And it was a pretty slow week in terms of news. There's only kind of one or two kind of big things that happened this week. Um, but getting through them now, we're going to start with some sad news, unfortunately. Um, this week, we lost um, the wonderful man that was Michael Angelis, who was the narrator of Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, he took over from Ringo Starr in 1991 and remained narrator of the original series until that finished in like 2012 or 2013. And then he continued in all the other Thomas spin-off series and movies that were like straight to DVD. He narrated all of those. So yeah, uh, a legend of, of British television, absolutely. Uh, lost this week at the age of 76. So yeah. he will definitely be missed. That is for sure. Um, moving on into happier news, interesting news from the DC world this week. After we've been talking about the, the loss of Ruby Rose as Batwoman on the CW, uh, we, we were told initially that they were going to just recast um, Kate Kane. But now we have found out that they're actually looking to... Uh, change the lead character completely. They're writing Kate out of the show and we're getting a new character by the name of Ryan Wilder. Uh, so this was the description of her. She is a, um, a female in her mid to late 20s and she's the complete opposite of Kate Kane. Uh, she's likable, messy, goofy and untamed uh, with no one in her life to keep her on track Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, she's reformed and sober and lives in a van with her plant. A girl, <laughs> <laughs> a girl who would steal milk from an alley cat and could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly disciplined. An out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. So that description comes from the, I think, the casting notice that they've, they've, they've released because they're looking to find their new lead for the uh, CW's Batman, uh, Batman, ha, huh, Batwoman, <laughs> Freudian slip much. Um, yes, uh, yeah, Batwoman. So that's exciting that it's things are changing. And not surprising, I think, as well. Uh, you know, it, it would have been very hard to keep going forward with, you know, the same character played by a different actress in the lead role you could do it with a supporting character i think but yeah. I, I, with a lead i don't think it works as mm. well so i think they've made a good choice and she sounds like a really interesting character so um but it's just going to be a shame we're going to be losing this the sister dynamic between the villain alice and and kate kane because i really really like that aspect of the show as i've mentioned previously but i cannot wait for season two so that will be out on the cw uh, in January, uh, I think it's when it's going to start airing, and we will find out soon, I'm sure, who is going to be our Kate Kane. So stay tuned for that news. Um, speaking of things coming out in Hollywood, uh, we found out this week that uh, from California's governor, uh, they've said that Hollywood is going to be able to start getting back to work as of June 12th. Um, any certain films and programs, TV shows, everything. We'll be able to start going back to work from the 12th of June, obviously with restrictions in place, measures in place to uh, help kind of, you know, keep keep social distance where possible, where applicable and 
cleanliness and you know no 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 kind of shared lunch table kind of buffet situations <laughs> yeah. none of that anymore uh but yes so very exciting to see uh, our favorite stars getting back to work very soon on some excellent content for us over the next forever so hopefully this is the, the one and only time this ever happens but we we will see it's it's a bit worrying too considering that their America seems so willing to get back to work, especially when A, they're one of the worst countries for, for COVID in the world. And B, uh, I, in, when I was doing my research for the Nerdy News this week, one article quoted California as being like the epicenter of COVID-19. Wow. So this is strange to me, but I'm excited nonetheless. Yeah. We will see what happens. Hopefully everything goes smoothly for them when they all return to work. Uh, okay, so in movie news, continuing now, um, Ari Aster, the director of Hereditary and Midsommar, says his next movie is going to be something like a nightmare comedy, and it's going to be four hours long. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, Midsommar, his previous film, uh, was two and a half hours, a theatrical cut. Uh, his, his director's cut was nearly three hours. So he loves long films. Hereditary was over two hours as well. So um, I was also, when I was reading up on this as well, it seems that the phrase nightmare comedy kind of is kind of a loose, kind of funny way for him to describe whatever horror he's about to <laughs> unleash because he just apparently he described uh, Midsommar as a, an apocalyptic breakup movie. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's what it was called. <laughs> and for those who've seen Midsommar will know either how accurate or inaccurate that is as a description. So uh, I'm a big fan of his work, so I'm very excited uh, to see what he gives us next. Um, speaking of uh, me being excited about things, Ridley Scott is back talking about alien movies again. Um, he has said recently in an interview that he wants to make an alien film that focuses on the origins surrounding the xenomorph eggs, most specifically the eggs that were on the um, the ship that they that the crew of the Nostromo found in the original film. Uh, apparently before the Fox Disney merger, Ridley Scott was working on two alien films that were supposed to be direct sequels to alien covenant. Uh, and the second of those two sequels was actually going to tie in directly to the original alien film. So there's no word as to whether or not this was one of those projects. Um, but, uh, it could very well be, uh, and there's also no word if those two films are actually going to end up seeing the light of day. So who... Who knows? We will find out. But nevertheless, I'm I'm excited to see him return to to that world, and uh, hopefully he can improve upon uh, the past two films because they've received quite mixed reviews from fans and critics. Uh, but I'll still watch them because I love I love that whole universe, that whole yeah. world. It's fascinating. So yes, that is pretty awesome. Uh, lastly, in the movie news this week, this is pretty exciting. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, a couple of new films that the wonderful studio Ghibli were working on and will be coming soon. Uh, this project that they have now announced is the second one that we didn't have any information on. Now we have a bunch of information about it, which is super awesome. The film is going to be called Aya and the Witch, and it's going to be the first film from Studio Ghibli to be fully animated CGI. So, yeah. Yeah, Wayne seems hesitant about that. Um, This is going to be directed by Hayao Miyazaki-san Goro. 
um, which is awesome. And I have a description here because it's based on a book, this one um, called Earwig and the Witch. Um, this is a book that was written by uh, Diana Wynne Jones, and she's the author who also wrote the book of Howl's Moving Castle, Ooh. which was also turned into Ghibli. So good source material that they're uh, they're drawing on for this. The book is about a um, a young orphan named Aya who is suddenly whisked away to a strange new home by an evil witch. She discovers she has magical abilities of her own and must use her quick wit to stay one step ahead of her wicked foster parent. So sounds really, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how they transition from 2D animation to, yeah. Uh, yeah. to the, the CGI, the 3D animation, mm-hmm. um, and what kind of style that will take on as well. I'm very curious. And... I'm wondering too how Hayao Miyazaki goes with that because you know he loves to draw everything himself. Yep. So I mean he's not directing this one, so I don't know how heavily involved. I think he's serving as a producer. I think probably on the project. But yeah, but no, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to bring. It's it's regardless, it's going to be a, a, a wonderful film. I think so. Fingers crossed. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, into TV news now. Um, the Witcher two. Witcher season two, I should say, uh, is soon to be resuming filming because uh, not only is Hollywood getting back to work, but so are the UK. The uh, UK will be resuming their film and TV work in uh, the next month or two. And uh, the, one of their biggest things in production at the time of shutdown was uh, season two of The Witcher. Uh, so that will be getting back to business very shortly to finish all of their stuff, which is really, really cool. Um, and lastly, in the nerdy news this week, we had the TV nominations announced for the BAFTA Awards. So not the fi- not the film awards that happens around Oscar time, but now we have the TV awards. So it's the British equivalent of the Emmys, essentially. Um, Chernobyl and the Crown dominated the nomination field. Uh, Chernobyl got fourteen nominations. The Crown seven nominations um and another hit show that i need to watch uh called fleabag got mm. six nominations mm. fleabag got a bunch of emmys last year as well so on my radar for so long i've oh, had so many people recommending man. fleabag to me yeah it yeah. sounds it sounds hilarious it sounds hilarious and i i can't wait to watch it um so just some nominees for the the main acting awards um my girl Jodie Comer from Killing Eve got nominated for Leading Actress, uh, as well as Glenda Jackson for Elizabeth is Missing, Saran Jones for Gentleman Jack, and Samantha Morton for I Am Kirsty. Leading Actor, we had Stephen Graham for The Virtues, Jared Harris for Chernobyl. I would love if he won because he got snubbed at a... Uh, one of the previous, I think the enemies he got snubbed, he should have won because he's amazing in Chernobyl, if you ask me. Uh, Takahiro Hira for Giri Haji and Callum Turner for the capture on uh, BBC One. So lots of really awesome uh, actors getting nominee- nominees this year. Uh, a surprise snubbing for me would have to be Olivia Coleman for The Crown. She did not receive a nomination for her incredible work as Queen Elizabeth II. I don't know why they didn't give her recognition, but that's life, I guess. <laughs> um, but in terms of other acting nominees for the crown, uh, Helena Bonham Carter got recognized for her work. Yeah. Of course she did. Of course yeah. she did. 
because she's a killer Margaret. We all love it. Uh, and Josh O'Connor, who plays the young Prince Charles, also got a nomination. Very so, worthwhile. Absolutely. Yes, very well deserving. He, oh, so great. Mm. I still can't get over how good that uh, that episode was with when he goes to that Welsh town yes. and he has to give a speech in yeah. Welsh. And it's one of the best episodes of the season. It's not the series, actually. Yeah. I think it's so good. It's incredible. Yeah. That yeah, show, definitely. man. So good. Uh, but he's up against Stellan Skarsgård, who is nominated for Chernobyl. So that that's some tough competition. Mm, right. But I would I would really I think Josh O'Connor should win. I've seen because I've seen both performances and. My money's on Josh, so <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> so that's the nerdy news for this week, guys. Um, Folia, is there anything that you want to touch on before we move along? I am very excited for Studio Ghibli. Yes. I love me some Studio Ghibli. Um, I'm I, I'm the teeniest bit hesitant um, of it being full CGI. However, if the quality of their of this film is as good as their hand drawn stuff. I won't say a thing because that's, yeah, that's kind of why I'm like I'm yeah. a, on the fence, but I think I'm leaning t- more towards it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I reckon the proof is in the pudding. Is, yeah, exactly, and the fact that you know the genes of Hayao Miyazaki is <laughs> directing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So I I think I think we're gonna be we're gonna be happy with um. With, uh, what was the name of the... Aya, Aya and, and the, the Witch. Witch. Yeah. So I can't wait for that one. Um, yeah, I think... The other thing I should probably touch on is... Um, I grew up watching uh, Thomas and the Tank Engine as a kid. Yes. Um, and for me, um, the narrator was um, Michael... Angelus? Angelus. Angelus, sorry. Angelus? Angelus. Yeah. Angelus, yeah. Angelus. So he was was my narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine, and I I loved that show growing up, especially because it was these, you know, toy trains. Yeah. Just, you know, the only thing that changes is when it goes, it cuts from one expression to the other expression. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas nowadays it's actually a cartoon. Yeah. Which I'm not really a fan of, to be honest. No, I prefer the stop motion. Yeah, the stop motion stuff was a lot of fun to watch. classic. Yeah. I I loved it. Yeah. Um, It's funny funny on that too, just to say, I remember watching episodes with Ringo Starr and Michael and and Angelus. Angelus. Fuck, I can't say his name. I'm so sorry. Angelus. Um, Yeah, as a kid. like, Which is weird because when I was researching this and seeing that Michael took over from Ringo in 91, I was like, I was only three in 91. But I remember seeing Ringo Starr's name. I figured he stayed longer. I was so surprised to see him, that he'd left the show so early. Or it could also just be, you know, during the summer, Showing reruns and things like well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, reruns. Reruns yeah. were very common back in the eighties and nineties, yeah. obviously, because yeah, catch-up TV was not a thing yet. No, it was not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but yes, very. Yeah, I was so sad to to see him leave this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now my brother was obsessed actually with Thomas. He had a his entire bedspread was Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, and we had like a, I don't know if he had like a train set or whatever, but like he just yeah when he was. It, uh, up until he was like hit primary school, he was obsessed with Thomas. It's <laughs> adorable. Yeah, yeah, that's really cute. What about yourself, Wayne? Uh, no, I wasn't really into Thomas, but I do remember Ringo Starr narrating. I know that's not what you were doing, but I thought it was really funny. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, in terms of this week, um, I wasn't too sure how I felt about the direction of the TV series Batwoman, um, but I actually do think it's it's the right call yeah. to make uh, because you're right, when you're the lead, when you're the title character, it can be too jarring. If it's a film, yeah, you can sort of accept it. doesn't mean you love it, but you can sort of accept it a bit more, yeah. especially if there's a bit of distance. Uh, but, yeah, I think the, the replacement and just making it a fresh new character because um, it shows that the character is sort of beyond just the one person. Mm. Um, that will either sink or swim. I don't think there's any in between. I think the show fair, yeah. will continue to do well yeah. or, or increase and improve or it will just lose its fan base and it will tank. I'd like to see it at least given given its its chance, I suppose, to, yeah. to, to be successful. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's the good call to do for Batwoman. For sure. Uh, Studio Ghibli as well was the, the other the other thing that sort of hit out uh, I'm more um, reluctant about this one um, not because I don't think they'll do a good job it's Studio Ghibli it will look absolutely beautiful mm. the story will be stunning as well the character development the voice acting it's just everything we expect from Studio Ghibli will be there this aesthetic will be different but that is why I'm not so keen on it because it means that Studio Ghibli won't be so unique. They'll still be yeah. they'll still be better than most. Let's be honest. Yeah. Their movies are better than most, right? Mm. Um, even companies that you know churn out these films a lot. Um, it's definitely a quality driven production house. I love the hand drawn stuff. I just think it's always so beautiful, and there's something just gorgeous and and nostalgic about it, and. And, and yes, there's a lot of love and care in in CGI. I'm not taking away from the people who work extraordinarily hard to make uh, these great animations that we've seen with CGI. Hello, Toy Story yeah. is <laughs> so enduring for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just because CGI was the way to go, and again, perfectly fine. Studio Ghibli just was that even more unique. There was just made, just made it that much more special. Yeah. So I have no doubt that um, AI and the witch will be absolutely divine and lovely, just like most of their other films, but I'm not going to lie. I, I will. I wish it was hand drawn. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That's yeah. fair. How about you, Michael? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think I'll probably have to pull a full ear and like, uh, skip me this, this week. nothing nothing jumping out at you this week mate Nah, nothing nothing particularly i mean i haven't seen the first witcher uh ridley scott uh with his aliens well we stop at part two (laughs) (laughs) not even that i mean just stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair enough fair enough kendall almost spat out her uh, water there mate. almost Yeah, focus on the zoom of eggs. It's like <laughs> one, just eggs. <laughs> They're just eggs, mate. Move along. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just a two and a half hour movie of eggs. Yes, and, <laughs> and, and Michael Fassbender doing weird things, probably. <laughs> Drinking milk. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Nothing that's okay. No, no, no. That's cool. It's uh, you know. Uh, Bit of a slow. It was a very week, slow. It? it was yeah. a very slow news week this week, sadly. Yeah. But now that now that things are back in production, uh, I imagine we're going to start to see yeah. things return to normal uh, in terms of 
the the entertainment world and the world of our podcast. Yes. So yes. exciting times are definitely ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give us more more distractions, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. We exactly. need them more than ever. Oh, do we ever? My goodness. Okay. Um, all right, guys. That's the nerdy news for this week. Which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Alright, trailer park time. Trailer park time. Um, so, three trailers this week. And the first trailer we are going to talk about is uh, for an upcoming film called Irresistible. Um, I am on board with this, 110%. Written and directed by Jon Stewart, Tick. Starring Steve Carell, Tick. Political satire, Tick. (laughs) Um, Yes, I am am definitely down. This this seems like the kind of film we need right now. Yeah. To really (laughs) just kind of spoof... The government spoof politics uh, and realism, and just really go ham with the the comedy and and weirdness. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I just I, this this is just timely. It, it, it feels to me like it'll be a nice distraction, a nice laugh, especially from Steve Carell, who is just on fire at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Space Force being awesome, and now we've got this film coming out. Um, and it's interesting too because it seems to be Steve Carell in more of the straight man role. Like, he's not really playing the wacky, mm. like, caric- caricature kind of, you know, kind of character that he's most, you know, famous for doing. Um, and, you know, he's got himself a nice beard going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, it looks really great. It looks really fun. Rose Byrne, however, is totally being the weird character in this. <laughs> <laughs> She's really, like... I never would have thought watching Two Hands that she would go on to do the thing she's done. Yeah, Like, yeah. she's had such a, a versatile and interesting career, mostly in comedy. Mm. Um, but, you know, when she does the dramatic stuff, she absolutely nails it because, you know, she's Rose Byrne. She's not only gorgeous, she is incredibly talented. Um, but, yeah, she her character in this is one of the... It seems to be, like, one of those people you just love to hate. Yeah. Um, and a nice foil for Steve Carell's character in this. So, yeah. I'm... Yeah, I'm in. I, I can't wait to watch this. Fulia, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really... It didn't Damn really you, Fulia. Fulia, don't do a Fulia. <laughs> <laughs> I will do a me whenever I please. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really... I'm not really into the whole political satire type films um or or shows to be honest but yeah did it like i just wasn't really that interested okay i mean i love steve carell yeah he's he's an awesome actor i just yeah i think the this particular show just didn't really interest me Eh, fair enough that's okay it's not your thing it's fine it's all g all G. Wayne, what are your thoughts? I want it now. Yeah! I want it now. This film looks amazing. Yeah. It looks so funny. I agree. I think Rose Byrne is such a perfect antagonist for Steve Carell here. I love the the, the breakdown of, of politics and all the minute little details about, you know, capturing the perfect campaign and molding the candidate and just everything to, 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 to the colour of the cows in the background and they should be looking at the camera and 
and just you know uh, you know it's a marginal seat it's a swing seat so you know all of these little details matter and you just like we're, we're laughing at all of these little moments you know that there are people this is their job and they yeah. worry about all of these little oh, yeah. things mm. um this is this looks was such a perfect trailer for me it just grabbed me from the get go the cast the theming of it the type of humor as well it's kind of it feels a bit observational but uh, you know satirical as well um i had so much fun with this trailer i really really can't wait for this mm. um yeah t- yeah you, you gave it a few ticks kendall it ticks it ticks a lot of boxes for me as well um yeah i've <laughs> i hope the film is as good as, as the trailer Same. makes it i it, it's it's promising a lot yeah. i yeah please deliver yeah please 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 deliver please yeah th- this looks like a lot of fun yeah yeah and as somebody who um yeah is quite interested in politics and watches uh, a fantastic tv series on stan called the circus which follows political campaigns and the politics in america and of course it was called the circus because it first started when trump and clinton were going up against each other so it was so aptly named and because trump got elected you still have a circus so that's why um they're still going and it follows political campaigns and and just the craziness of it you know um yeah, sometimes it, it feels like fiction, <laughs> but these are, you know, legitimate uh, jo- journalists and, 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 and all of that. So you can already see little elements in um, in Irresistible coming through there. So you just go, yeah, this is, you just know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. This, this, <laughs> yeah, this, is, this, is, this looks like such a fun movie. I, yeah. I really enjoyed this trailer. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Uh, ditto for me. Yeah, fellow um, political nerd, go for it. <laughs> yeah, great big political nerd, and uh, um, considering this is like the first debut of, um, well, uh, directing debut of John, uh, of uh, John, mm. uh, John Stewart. Oh, blanking, blanking on name. Yes, Stewart. Yes, uh, John Stewart. Um, uh, the Daily Show. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, not the original, but but the. The, the the host that actually made the Daily Show what the Daily Show was. Mm. Yes, correct. Especially during uh, the early noughts. Yep. Uh, I Definitely. think early ninety, uh, late nineties as well. Yeah, I think. So, yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. Unfortunately, we didn't really get get it in Australia. I think you could probably get used to get it on Foxtel. Yes, all the it way was. back then on Foxtel. Uh, but I didn't grow up with Foxtel, which is a shame because I would have like really enjoyed it. Um, I'll probably enjoy it now. Consider, yeah, uh, you could definitely watch it on YouTube and that. Yes. And yeah, and funny enough, Steve Carell was actually on uh, the Daily Show. He was way, be- way before the um, the Office and that, where where his career just catapulted into what it is today. Yeah, he was like a he was like like a field correspondent, I think, or something. Yeah, there there, there were the two Stevens. Yes, Steve, Steve Carell and Steve, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and also John Oliver was in there as well. Oh, Correct. nice! I love yeah. John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Oliver and also Samantha B as well. Oh, okay. oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Yeah, a lot of talent, and which spread into different shows like like um, uh, like the John Oliver uh, show that he does now and Samantha B mm-hmm. uh, do, doing her doing her thing on. On politics as well, so yeah. everything er, everything is because of uh, John, <laughs> <laughs> John Stewart. Yes, and funny enough, I actually watched this trailer 
four months ago. Oh, okay. Be- because um, uh, John Oliver surprise was a surprise sort of guest thing on uh, on the on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and yeah. he actually show- showed this this particular movie. And and when I when I watched the trailer like t- uh, tonight, I thought, oh yeah, that was supposed to come out. <laughs> and it ma- makes sense now that they would release this digitally because it's time to watch some political satire and and how the sausage works, especially with um, what's been going on. Mm. Uh, what else can I say? Yeah, I really uh, I really enjoy this one. I'm definitely going to watch it, and yeah, nice. Uh, no Rob Schneider's for me. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. Good. <laughs> we we like that mm. very much. Um, Okie dokie. So for those interested in watching Irresistible, in the US it's going to be released digitally on demand on the 26th of June. Um, so I imagine we'll be able to get it here in Australia uh, around the same time, maybe. Hopefully. Lock it in, people. Well, Lock I it hope. in. Yes. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Fingers crossed. It would be really great to see. Looking forward to well, that. I think we can't get Scoob yet. <coughs> can't we? I don't, I don't think so. I tried yeah. to look on Google Plus and it's not there. Not there. Oh, boo earns, I say. Boo earns. <laughs> not good. I was saying Or we boo-earns. could be uh, passing a bullet. I don't know. <laughs> well... Yes, I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we actually get it. (sighs) Goodness. Okay, so that is trailer one. Trailer two this week is for a a HBO series coming out this August in the United States. I've given away the release date already (laughs) because I just feel like changing things up. Why not? (laughs) Let's be different. Um, This is for a series called Lovecraft Country. Um, Very, very interesting stuff. It's produced by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, another big tick from me. Um, and it, it's a period piece focused on a black community set in the 40s and 50s by the looks of it. And there's a supernatural twist. Uh, yeah, I'm so interested. I kind of want to know more because the trailer, the trailer was good and the fact that it didn't really give anything away. It, and like a good J.J. Abrams drama does, tells you nothing, <laughs> shows you weird things, and makes you wait to for the reveal. J.J. Uh, really likes his mystery boxes, that's for sure. Um, but yes. Those um, fucking mystery boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sucker for it. Um, yeah, so I, I, it was good in that way. Um, but it was bad in the way that I couldn't... I don't know if it was just me or if you guys had the same issue, just not being able to follow what was mm. sort of going on. Maybe if, if it was probably just the way the trailer was cut together, I think. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It felt like kind of split down the middle in in terms of like, is the tone, the way the tone shifted once the, the, like the horror slash supernatural element was introduced. It really mm. kind of changed things up for me. I mean, that's when I started to really pay attention more and like yeah. have more mm. of an interest and like it more. Um, I mean, because it did seem like a compelling drama up until that point, but it was like, oh, something that I might watch. But now I think it's something that I, I probably will watch mm. because it just, it looks, I'm really curious as to what this show is about. But it just seems to be like, there's this family that's, you know, in this town where they're kind of outsiders and then they've, 
either their father or grandfather has this big family secret that they're finding out throughout the course of the show and it's got consequences and, and bad things and yeah some good visuals in this i kind of like that shot mm. of the that epic mench castle like mansion mm. getting it uh, uh, demolished uh yeah that was that was pretty cool um yeah so i'm, I'm very curious very curious for this uh fulia mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts no thoughts. <laughs> Moving on. Kendall, it's a tough audience this week. It is. It is. Like I did my best. Did you, did you wish it was sort of more grounded in a real, reality like your Halloween films? Is yes. that kind of where you're, where you're losing a little bit? Or were you like, well, look, Halloween 3 sucked because that did have supernatural elements in it. And this movie is triggering because it reminds me of Season of the Witch. And we don't want to acknowledge that it's not even a part of your Blu-ray collection. Is that sort of what you're... That's what I'm vibing yeah, from you, yeah. uh, Fulia. Is that is that where you're coming from? No comment. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Not a denial. No. No. <laughs> Very Thank you for that. No comment, Fulia. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. So we can assume then that your no. Halloween fan fiction no. doesn't have supernatural None elements? None of that. Nothing is happening. Oh. I am not doing anything like that. Please stop. I will. You heard it here first. It was an exclusive. Fulia's fan fiction does not contain supernatural themes. It doesn't <laughs> exist and it never will. It's all real. <laughs> all in reality. Yeah. Yes. Which makes it scarier to some degree. This I is true. So. Yeah. Oh, it does. Is it set during the day as well? Like Mike, what did you think? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just skipping over Wayne now. Fully like he's talked enough. <laughs> Mike, Mike, go for it, man. What did you think of this trailer? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> series Mike at least I thought it was at least I thought it was cool what did you think I I, I did enjoy this one good uh, f- first of all um, there was actually two uh, trailers that I thought which one's which and I haven't I didn't get to see the one that was released a month ago so I watched that one first okay and I'm, I'm glad I did because it sort of gave a little bit more than the teaser trailer. That oh, okay. Three so three days ago. Did, so we so we've watched the teaser trailer. I think, yeah. And so you watched a longer trailer that was released. Yes. Okay. And it got got me excited. Oh, good. Yeah, that's uh, good. Because uh, I'm because yeah, I'm a big horror buff, but I'm also a, a science fiction buff as well. And HP mm-hmm. Lovecraft is pretty much the cosmic horror guy. Uh, yeah, he's if like you the lo- godfather of the whole thing. Yeah, if you like, um, say, if you like the thing, then that that's definitely up there with the cosmic horrors. Like, what's this entity, and why mm. is it? Mm. It's like the unknown, uh, where things from from different parts of the galaxy are so huge that they they refer us to like amoebas, basically, and that that sort of insignificant horror that that you sort of go through and first first of all i didn't expect this sort of um 
um, the it being based during the fifties in the in the Jim Crow sort of era of mm. America. Uh, because I just saw the name Lovecraft and I thought, oh, I wonder what that means. Because Lovecraft and that. And then I really got excited. It's like, um, because unfortunately Lovecraft is a sort of uh, an author of his time. Yeah. Where he is racist and he is homophobic, but do you really judge art by the creator? I don't know. That's sort of an issue that you may have. I don't know. But considering this is actually based on... Uh, I actually did a little bit of... Uh, 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 did a bit of research on it. It's actually based on a book that was released uh, in 2016 of the same name. Oh, cool. And, yeah, <coughs> it, it's based on the... Um, uh, it, it's based on the book of... Uh, well... The trailer says it all. It's based on a guy who's um, uh, who who is an African American who goes back home because he's looking for his missing father and 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 pretty much uh, things aren't what they seem. And I'll be definitely watching that, and I'll definitely be reading the book as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Hello. <laughs> Hello, we're still here. <laughs> um, Wayne, yes. what did you think of this? Uh, I think I'm sort of feeling more um, towards uh, your sentiments, Kendall. So it's like I didn't particularly know what was going on with this because uh, we watched the, uh, the the teaser. So it was an interesting strategy reveal a, <laughs> to have a trailer that was a bit more fleshed out and then just have a teaser yeah, later. But look, that's okay. Um. What I what I found was that the visual style was really interesting. I actually like that I don't know much about this one um, because it just keeps me intrigued. And I think this is sort of the story, the, the type of story that you don't want to know too much information. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Mike, if having seen the longer trailer, knowing more has hindered that for you, but I, it does. I'm not sensing that. It seems like you're still quite keen on this. It's it's made a bit more clearer on what what it's about it's about the story of the guy yeah and sort of like the the teaser sort of it's like it's the teaser sort of goes on the um presumption that you've seen the fir- you've seen the first one so yeah this is just additional stuff yeah 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 so it is so it is vague yeah but in saying that as a teaser it does what a teaser should it, it just sort of hints at a lot of stuff i suppose without telling you a lot yeah so whilst i'm probably not as overly excited um, as, as you, Kendall, or you, Mike. Um, I'm more excited than Fulia <laughs> uh, about this one. So it's kind of, I'm in the middle here, but I'm really curious to see what this is and how this develops and what, what, this, what the story is. I mean, there's a wonderful team behind this, so I have no doubt that it'll be a great, a great um, narrative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so... As, as I said earlier, um, <laughs> Lovecraft Country uh, will be available on HBO in the US uh, this August. No official air date has been released, but look for it in August. Um, expect it on Foxtel sometime after that here mm. in Australia. Um, alrighty. And the last trailer we're going to talk about today is for 
a film, and I'm just going to give away the release date straight up because this is one that's actually already been released. <laughs> um, so it's out now. Uh, this is an Amazon Prime original film by the name of The Vast of Night. Um, this is very intriguing. This was a very good trailer mm-hmm. in, in the way it kind of set up the world of, of this film and the kind of premise um, and uh, yeah, another one, another period piece set in. The, it looks like it's the, either the fifties or sixties. Yeah. Um, and yeah, about these like young kids who were, you know, running running a radio station and who pick up on a signal f- from something up high, very high in the sky, and then that whatever that thing is seems to be coming closer to to this town where they all are and. And everyone starts freaking out. So, and that was basically all it really told you. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely curious. I think to see this this one. I did read uh, one bit of trivia when I was scrolling through the IMDb page for this one. Um, the radio station is called WOTW, and they yeah. got they took that from War of the Worlds. Oh, cute! <laughs> a little yeah, a little nod uh, to to some kind of inspiration. I think. Oh, do do you know the um the wow signal? Uh I think so. Where um, uh, I I think it's I don't think it was a radio station. I think it was like a some sort of satellite. Okay. And and there was this uh, signal that came from space, and no one could identify where where it came from. They don't know if it was like. Uh, a meteor hitting another meteor or anything like that. Oh. But they just named it the wa- the wow signal. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not me being funny. Wow. That's like legitimate. I was like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. But, but mm. uh, yeah, War of the Worlds. So it could be alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my, my brain's going aliens. Yeah. Um, although it did kind of give me kind of flashbacks to one of my favorite films, um, Contact. Because that's, you know, mm. about you know, uh, listening to radio signals in deep space and, and being, you know, us being contacted via that from, you know, a distant, distant alien species. So in here, this trailer, this film plays with that concept sort of in a way that's a, a, a bit more obvious, I suppose, but like the or alien... Or is it all in your mind? Or is it all in your mind? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, no, I'm... I'm yeah, again, to space nerd as well, and yeah, <laughs> definitely there's an interest there for this one for me. So I, another one that I might check out, I think. Um, Fulia. Yes. Give me something. <laughs> Please watch this one. What did you think? Um, it's already out. It's easy to watch. <laughs> <laughs> if you got Amazon Prime. Um, yes. I don't. <laughs> Neither do I. I really, I think I'm going to cave and get it. I do. I can give you my, my, um, my confidence. Contact information if you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch this. Hang on. Watch this movie or listen to this podcast. Just <laughs> the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and also watch this movie. Ah, I thought he meant like you had to watch the movie first and then he as a reward. <laughs> uh, a quid pro quo. But I now I get it. He's like, you can have it if you're going to watch it. I'm with you yeah. now. I yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to give give out the information now because (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right weird don't worry i'm just i'm hungover it's fine okay Um, okay (laughs) well let's call this now let's uh let's watch this this week and review it next week
Okay, maybe, 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 maybe. We'll, we'll go maybe. I'm, I'm not, but I'm Fulia really wants to discuss this movie. Clearly, because yeah. she can't shut up about yeah. it. Yeah. So, Fulia, what did you think about this trailer before we go on <laughs> and review this film next week or the week after, at least? Uh, I probably won't watch it. <laughs> you guys can review it on your own. <laughs> this, week, this, week's, this week's trailer didn't really interest me. Um, I, didn't like, I didn't like this one either. Why not? It's such an English teacher thing for me. You have to say why you didn't like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no. Yeah, good. it's a good practice. What Pro- didn't you like product. about it, Fulia? We need to find out why. I I don't know. It's just I think the um yeah I don't, I don't I don't know what it is about it. I just it just didn't really interest me at all. Like I think for for me it's it's all about the it has to be something about like it has to be something funny or it needs to be you know dramatic and funny or you know but this. I don't know. I just, I don't like the whole idea of, I don't know, just aliens coming down upon them. So I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Is it because Michael Myers couldn't defeat the aliens oh, if you he tried? shut up. <laughs> what if it's E.T.? Yeah. I haven't watched E.T. in a very long time, so I don't really remember much about it. Maybe it's a prequel. Maybe. Yeah. Could be set beforehand. Yeah. Okay. It could be. It could be about the guy with the keys. It could be. Oh, keys! Yeah, keys man. Yeah, yeah could, very true. Elio. Oh, I'll cry right now. I know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough, Fulia. Thank you for your honest opinion. We really appreciate it. Some of us do. So, with The Vast of Night, this trailer yes. looks really. To me, it looks really interesting. Yes. I really enjoyed this trailer. You know what I would love it to be, though? I'd love it to be almost like an homage to the sci-fis of the 50s. Yeah, and that's that's the vibe I'm getting. I I want this to essentially play it straight. I don't want there to be, like, twists or, like, I don't know. I I would love it as if this movie came from the 1950s Hollywood Mm. machine. That's that's what I actually want from this. I would love this to just play out. Like the, you know, the pulp sci-fis that got yeah. churned out. Like this Islander. In the 50s. <laughs> I want it to be better than this Islander. I want, it, I want it to be of the standard of the blob. <laughs> One of my yeah. all-time favorite Classic. sci-fis. And, definitely, probably, and I would have to say definitely my favorite film of that subgenre and of that era. Um, yeah, that, I want it to be at that level. Give me Steve McQueen in a lead role. Oh, <laughs> Give me kids running out of that cinema screaming. Mm. Yeah, I, I wa- at least, at least to have like a Doctor Scott sort of thing that knows everything. Yes, which you all, which you always, you know, always that that one person in the small town that just happens to be an expert. <laughs> and, Give me and that. He has a, and he has a dumb blonde assistant. Yes, in a skimpy outfit. So I was. <laughs> Surreptitiously poses for the camera. Absolutely. And pouts. Yes, I want that. That's. I would love. It would just be so much fun to, <laughs> to to have a film like this. Almost like what Stranger Thing do- Stranger Things uh, does with the eighties. Mm. It, it it you know it's yes it's a, it's a sci-fi it goes all over the place, but it plays the era straight. Yeah. And that's what I I would love the Vast of Night to do. Mm. If it doesn't, I am okay with that because there is enough in this trailer that has hooked me. Um. 
And uh, yes, as I've suggested, probably going to watch this this week, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> nice. so. I'd love to. Yeah, I did this. Yeah, this looks good. This looks really good. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mike, what did you think about this one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I sort of thought I'd said almost spill, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm de- I'll definitely give it a look, con- considering it's already out. Mm. Uh, for, it's been out for a week or so. Um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting contrast from the previous trailer to this one, mm. where where this one's... V- <laughs> I can't help but notice, but it's very white. <laughs> yeah. If, that, if that's a... I don't know if, if it's a criticism or... A, or anything like that, but reflective of the era it's set, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, as you say, as you say, um, uh, Wayne. Uh, definitely intrigued if it if we will go down that path of uh, that's what did you say? B B story. Yeah, B grade films. Be, yeah, beware of the blob. Yes, oh, yeah. such a good movie. <laughs> 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 so. The sort of fi- uh, the fifty style, yeah. but in modern day. So mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're a keen mate, obviously. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I've got me Amazon Prime. Yeah, so th- th- and three out of four. I only, <laughs> yeah, I only have it for about uh, I don't know two weeks because I, I sort of stop and start my subscriptions. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get rid of all the back backlog of my. Netflix at the moment. Yeah, I, still, I finished a lot of series. I've actually finished. Nah, off topic. Never mind. <laughs> Not I, I was just going to say I fin- finished the um, BBC uh, Dracula series. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I liked the first two episodes. Oh, now wow. Okay. Well, how many episodes in the series? Three. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Someone else <laughs> said that. I, I've heard that as well. Like the first two episodes are awesome, and then it lost it in the last one. It just went. Oh, How do you drop the no. ball after it two was episodes? So good that's, until the third one. That's so strange. Gosh, I'm, I'm gonna, curious to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it because it's it's made by uh, Stephen Moffat. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I won't give it away, but it it does the um, uh, Dracula, well, vampire lore, well, the story of Dracula pretty well. Okay. Like. It's it's set as the period and, yep. and all that. So and similar to the, the the Coppola film in that aspect. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it definitely has its sort of elements from different sort of uh, versions of Dracula. Like you, I, I definitely got a lot of Hammer vibes as well. Oh cool, <laughs> with, that's very with, cool. With, yeah, with Christopher Lee in that, nice. and also and um, you know even even the. Uh, uh, what's uh, the Bram Stoker's mm. uh, Dracula? The one during the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's Coppola's version. Mm. So that's the oh, Coppola. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, Gary Oldman. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Winona Ryder. Winona, yes, good film. Yeah. Uh, Campy yeah. as hell, but good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely give it a go. It's. De- um, I wouldn't recommend it for Fulia because I know she doesn't particularly like that genre. Especially this one, it's definitely definitely on the uh, gory side. Ooh. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But but keep an open mind for the for the last episode. Okay. Well. All right. Thanks for the tip. It had it definitely had a, a a couple of good elements in the third one, but it just it just no. Nah. No. Okay. All right. That's a shame. I'm not saying it's uh, Game of Thrones uh, ending bad, but it's a it it, it just went. It's sort of it's it's a bit of a disappointment. It's like okay, fine. (laughs) Grab your cricket bat and go home. (laughs) It's like like, you're gonna end it like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess it it was just so good, and then that. That's then such a shame. it's sort of like yeah okay I understand it, it it would be pretty hard to end it, mm. but yeah, but keep it with an open mind and that. Okay. So anyway, yes, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely <laughs> going to see the the, the vast of. Mine. Okay. After <laughs> all that, I love that. It's like a quickie review within a trailer. Park. It's our own, very own version of it's it's Fredception. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That was awesome. Um, that's that's right. So, <laughs> so if you want to check out The Vast of Night, uh, you should be able to now, at least in the US, uh, where it was released on Amazon Prime on the 29th of May. So just over a week ago. So give it a watch. Let us know your thoughts. That'd be sick. Um, all right. That's Trailer Park. Time to roll on out. For another week, and time to now check in with some quickie reviews. Quickie review. All right, so quickie review mm. from Fulia. Yes. This week. Yes. With with side comments from me. <laughs> 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 For obvious reasons uh, that will become clear to everyone as soon as she starts talking. Okay. Um, so, Fulia, <laughs> what did you watch? Uh, I decided this week that I would watch the National Theatre Live uh, show that is Donmar Warehouse's Coriolanus, yes. which is a Shakespeare play. It is. And I was so confused. <laughs> I'm not very good at understanding Shakespearean English. <laughs> I am a pentameter man. It's, oh, man. I had to really concentrate yeah, on do. what was going on. Yeah. Um, in the first, in the, within the first 20 minutes, uh, our lead character, um, Caius Martius Coriolanus, is, um, who is played by the amazing Tom Hiddleston. <gasps> Who? Uh, okay. <laughs> Mike's like, oh, okay, okay it's, now it's I get it. Yeah. Yes, my, I, I was going to save this for the end, but I'll definitely say it now. If the actors could not uh, help the audience understand what they were doing, it's their fault. Oh, I do you mean like as in like if Fulia had trouble understanding what was going on, it's the fault of the actors, not of the writing? Yes. Okay, fair enough. I've heard that spoken before as well. Yeah, it's like portraying yeah. the emotions and yes. things like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've not, I've actually never read this play and I've not seen its production, so I'm going to be quiet. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I just, uh, I think I think for me, um, the Shakespearean English is what really got me confused. I just couldn't really understand, like even concentrating as hard as I did, I still couldn't get the... I mean, I got the underlying story, like the, the basic story of it, which mm-hmm. is pretty much, you know, 
there's a this this man's just trying to um, fight the wars of the battles of his country, and and then all of a sudden his people turn on him. Yeah. Is pretty much what I got out of it. Um, in the first twenty minutes, he's covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, like twenty minutes in, he's covered in blood. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was. That was really like it was just straight into it, and it's a two and a half hour play. <laughs> mm, it's a big play, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's Coriolanus. Well, he gets the the surname Coriolanus or the name after the battle. Yes, correct. So yes, um, which means that he became a war hero, mm-hmm. but then he wouldn't speak for his people. So I'm assuming he has sort of a political sort of. It's uh, very political. Uh, it's a very political sort of a story to it, yeah. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't, um, he took advantage of the people's voices, mm-hmm. and then the opposition, we'll say, um, decided to tell the people, "This is what he's doing. He's he's taken advantage of you. He's not going to use your voices." Type of thing. Um, so, and then they decide to banish him uh, from uh, from Rome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he ends up going somewhere else, and I'm not quite sure where it is. <laughs> but he, go, I think he goes. He goes to see he, the 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 enemy he was fighting. I believe so. Yeah, from, I think from memory. From what he, from what I understood, he actually went um, to his enemy and does and sort of started working with them instead. Mm-hmm. But then. Spoiler alert, he, they, they turn on him. <laughs> and he's hung up like a freaking cow from his feet and he's slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. He, he dies a, a brutal, yes. violent death at he does. the end of the play. He does. Um, yeah. It's a very, very dramatic play. Um, you really need to, if, you, if you're like me, you really need to concentrate on what's going on. And... and at least try to understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of thys and thous and <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wasn't very good at studying Shakespeare in high school, so this was a lot harder for me to understand uh, when I was watching it. <laughs> um, but it was. I, I like the uh, the fact that it was um, it was performed in a warehouse. Which is different to an actual theater mm. itself on a stage, which gives it this more sort of uh, intimate production. Um, so uh, it's kind of like a lot of the smaller plays that would use their actors as as the stage crew that move their um, their props and their set pieces around, which is really amazing to see. Um, and at the same time, it's just, it's just, it just gives it a really dark feel as well because it's in this sort of in this dark space, mm-hmm. um, and the audience is very close to the staging, um, mm. and it's and that I actually didn't mind. It was pretty cool, um, and they had their actors coming in through the aisles of the audience, mm. coming in from you know the sides, you know from backstage, even going up and down from the ceiling. which was pretty cool because in the center of their stage, they have this ladder that just goes straight up to the Mm -hmm. rafters. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, Tom Hiddleston has to use that to go up. And um, I then watched a, um, a little sort of 
reunion sort of video that they did with Tom Hiddleston and uh, oh, what's her name again? Uh, uh, Deborah, Deborah Feynman, Finley, Finley, Finley. Sorry, Finley, Deborah Finley. Um, and yeah, it was the fact that Tom Hiddleston going up that ladder. He said that there's not a lot of space up there because that's where all the light rigging goes. Mm. Um, and so there's this like really narrow space that when you get up there, you have to crawl across. Oh, you can't walk across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially if you didn't want to make any any sounds. Yeah. So you had to crawl across, go down, and then get go to his makeup um, his makeup crew mm. to get doused. Get the blood. Oh, get doused in blood. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you you're basically for the at the start when he goes up that ladder, he's entering the battle, and yeah. you, you hear the battle sounds. Yes, but you don't see it happen. No. And the yeah. next time you see him, he's he walks out and he's there's smoke and he's just covered in blood, wow. like yeah. dripping. The magic of theater. Yeah. The magic of theater. And I just I can't saves on extras. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. And that's good stagecraft. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's it's amazing that he was able to continue performing with all that blood going down his face and it, it sort of starts seeping into his mouth and mm. everything mm. and mm-hmm. he, he, he's just he's literally just red yeah like from from head down yeah. down to his like uh, I, I'd say down to his chest he's just red and it's just amazing that he could still continue for another what was it like another 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes of dialogue and monologuing especially yeah yeah before he then ends up getting showered on with water on stage. Mm, on stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds quite Closed or unclosed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and is. then to have the, uh, the cast members as part of the play itself actually wipe away the, yeah. the puddles of blood and water. Yeah. Um, and just clean up on stage as part of the actual performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It, as a as a performance itself, for me, it was really enticing. Uh, I just wish I could understand the damn dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my only issue with it. Um, but I, I would definitely give it like a four out of five. Okay. Um, just performance-wise and aesthetics yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. It's nice. just really good. And it, it kind of gave it more of a sort of a, a modern feel to it as well mm-hmm. because they're not completely in period costume yeah. um, so it's sort of like a mixture of period and modern clothes mm-hmm. um, so it was uh, really sort of a nice uh, combination um, but yeah that that is what I will say about Coriolanus Wait, did you, you like the, <laughs> the acting yes, performances? Yes. the performances were, were great so yeah. you know Tom Hiddleston um, Mark Gatsis, man. I yeah. was not expecting that. Yeah. I saw him come out and I was like, oh, I knew that face. <laughs> yeah. He's... Wait, Mark Gatiss is in it. Yes, he is. G- Gatiss. Sorry, I don't know why I say Gatiss. G- Gatiss, Mark Gatiss. Yeah, yes, he's, yes, he's yes. Um, I think he's Cor- one of Coriolanus's friends, I, I think. Or Menin- is... Meninius. Menanias, Menanias, something like that is his play. That's the name of his character. But yeah, he fe- he's, he features in it as a supporting character, yeah. and he's quite entertaining. He is. He is. He's actually a bit of the sort of he he gives the the light humor uh, comes through from his dialogue. Yes, <laughs> and it's really it's really cute. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm kind of jealous of the um, the lady that plays uh, his uh, Coriolanus's wife. <laughs> yes. Not to mention the, the the enemy that gets to also kiss him, who's a male. 
<laughs> Everybody kissing Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> it's it's great. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, what was her name? The... I, I'm not going to even try and pronounce it. She's she's Bridget. A... We'll just say Bridget. That's yeah, her first name. she's a she's a she's, <laughs> a she's a Scandinavian actress. She was in for those, for. Uh, uh, Americanized uh, Western audiences, I should say. Um, she was in Pitch Perfect Two. Oh, okay. She was Be- the, Be- the Be- lead. Bridget Sorensen. 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 Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Not good with the. <laughs> no, no. Neither am I. Don't she. She's really. She's really good in the production. Uh, yeah. Um, she plays Jell- Vig- Vig- Virgilia. 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 I yeah. don't know how to pronounce the word. That's okay. Her performance, as, 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 jealousy aside, her performance is nice. Yeah, well. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, although she didn't really do much, to be honest. No, she's she's kind of just there to show for the dramatic of it. Yeah, <laughs> and the romance. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, I, husband, please do not do this. Yeah, <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But the mother, the mum is great. Oh Deborah wow! Deborah Finley is she's she's amazing. She's very good. She's the her her monologues mm-hmm. are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, although I didn't really understand it very much, I just I kind of I kind of got the gist of what she was trying to say, and the fact that she was literally mourning the fact that her son was banished from freaking Rome. Yeah, from, from their hometown. She was, yeah. So <laughs> she felt a lot of shame. Yeah, in that exactly, and yeah, so. She kind of turns on on him a little bit, I think. At the end, um, I think. I, I, well, I couldn't really tell if he was if they no, were. That's okay. But I'm literally he, look. I'm literally commenting on something I watched six years ago. So I need. <laughs> I we. I all was I, watching it during the week. All I remember is she goes to him, uh, and just talks to him and yells at him and shouts at him, and it literally moves, um, Marcius. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. moves him. He gets upset. He gets really sad about it, we, and then we, we all of a sudden, tears. because he doesn't want, because it, yeah, oh man, is it great? I I felt it when he was crying. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, he's his ability to <laughs> to cry on command is something else. Oh man, it just felt so real. <gasps> yeah, 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 so real. It really makes you feel. And then yeah. he turns around and tells him, "Look, I I don't want to do this anymore." And then he's become a traitor. Mm. <laughs> So, yes. Anyway, I'm glad you liked it. Yes. Um, definitely uh, definitely check it out. It's out uh, on the National Theatre Live YouTube channel. Yes. Um, and I don't... So get in quick because it expires Wednesday. Um, but it'd be Wednesday British time, so... So Thursday for us. For a Thursday for us, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch it on my day off on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Folia. No problem. Yes, excellent. Excellent. All right. Cool. So, uh, now I think it might be time for this, the moment <laughs> and segment you'll have most definitely been waiting for. Popcorn culture. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's- Popcorn culture time. Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, so this week, uh, we felt it appropriate as it is now the month of June and it is Pride Month uh, and celebrate uh, our queer brothers and sisters, um, uh, especially those in this room. Yes. Um, we are going to be talking about our favorite uh, queer characters in uh, film, television, theater, whatever 
the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what's for, going okay, on. Okay, Mike, yes. Mike, for you and everyone at home, Fulia made a gesture to Wayne, and then Wayne was confused. Yeah. <laughs> I just spoke. I thought I'd throw it to him. Oh, oh he's going to go first. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. No, I think Wayne should go first, unless Mike, were, were, what's up, Mike? So Fulia is pointing to Wayne, uh, signalling that Wayne is Fulia's favourite that's what I <laughs> Look, um, to be honest, Michael, that's exactly how I interpreted it, and um, I am incredibly disappointed that that was not the case. And um, look, all four of us are, are, are here together. I think we should just pause this podcast now, take a vote as to whether Fulia should return next week or not. Um, I, I will be advocating that uh, she is removed and goes back to Wollongong. <laughs> And uh, never comes back again. <laughs> Fine, I will okay. stay in Wollongong. It's okay, Wayne. I will never come so back. As, so as Coriolanus was I'm banished. <laughs> I'm being banished. Has been banished <laughs> from the it's friendship. It's okay, Wayne. I'll probably say something a, a bit more homophobic than Fulia and just keep it an even playing field. Thank you, Michael. I know I can always rely on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is going to be fun. All right, cool. So, Wayne. Yes, my dear. Would you like to go first? Um, yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, queer characters in film and TV especially have gone from being sidekicks and niche characters um, and the butt of jokes to being uh, front and centre. And so it, it's funny though. It's, it's almost like you know, uh, queer representation is becoming so normalized. You sometimes have to stop and think and go, hang on, where, where was the queer character in that show or in that movie? Or, you know, especially if it's not a a specifically queer narrative. Mm. Um, this is actually quite wonderful because it means that we're not just sort of sticking out for the reason of sticking out. So I have a list. Um, and because it's a list list, I won't elaborate too much or the podcast will be 12 and a half hours. <laughs> Mike's got work in the morning and so do you, Kendall. Um, so yeah, so some, some, and this is only some, and these are the only ones that I can think of right now of my favorite queer characters in TV, um, include Brian and Justin from Queer as Folk, mm-hmm. the US series played by the wonderful Gail Harold and Randy Harrison, um, for me, they were actually the first very openly queer couple who um, were had you know had passionate sex, who loved one another but then didn't, and were were conflicting. And it was just a gorgeous couple, and to watch their trajectory over five seasons was quite extraordinary, especially because the character of Brian was so. Um, you know, I don't want to say reserved, but always had his wall up and refused to fall in love with anyone but knew that he couldn't you know give himself to justin so to speak or like completely that these two are never destined to, to stay together because they just couldn't based mm. on their personalities mm. but we all wanted them to um and so yeah it queer as folk especially in australia was nothing we had seen before when the american series had hit and brian and justin were front and center of it so yeah absolutely still adore them um 
I'm going to be a Gleek and say I love Glenn Anderson and Kurt Hummel, Darren Chris and Chris Colfer from Glee. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Kurt, who was bullied throughout the first season and through a lot of the series, got his prince charming in uh, Blaine Anderson and they get married in the end, which is quite lovely. Um, the final episode is a Spoilers. Yeah, probably a bit too. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I won't say to what happens with them in the final episode of how the final episode is, but the final episode is very fan servicey, y um, and it probably pushes the utopia of queerness a bit too much, to be honest. Um, but we're okay because they're still together. <laughs> um, it would be remiss of me to have a list and not include Will Truman and Jack McFarlane from Will and Grace. Mm, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, Eric McCormick, Sean Hayes just the best of friends um and their relationship is gorgeous and that will um is always looking after um jack and essentially has always paid for jack (laughs) for his uh you know flippant lifestyle i suppose (laughs) um and what is quite gorgeous is throughout the series we do get the hint that jack has these deep feelings for will this romantic love that he refuses to acknowledge and it's hinted at every so often um and it's actually quite sweet I think so. Yeah, absolutely do love them. Um, epic crush on a character named Thomas Barrow, Barrow from uh, Downton Abbey, played by uh, Rob James Collier. So he is, um, you know, one of the staff members yeah. in Downton Abbey, and he is such a villain oh, yeah. <laughs> from episode one. And as we get to know him more and more, we learn that he's, he's gay um, in the first episode. And um, the series begins in 1912, so there's a lot of social and cultural complications for him. And he's got some incredibly um, powerful and touching moments throughout the series when his his queerness comes into question or there are discussions about them because somebody who has genuine feelings for another man is still looked on as being predatory uh, or evil or wrong. And... um, and Rob plays him just so exquisitely. He is a bit of a villain, but we sympathize so much with him that we allow him to be a villain. But really, he's a good guy in the end. We understand why he's the way he is. Yeah. Um, and Thomas Barrow is absolutely stunning in that suit. I'm not going to oh, lie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> Cold water. <laughs> uh, if we're looking uh, in Australia, Frankie Doyle, played by the absolutely stunning Nicole De Silva in Wentworth, is absolutely, mm. absolutely beautiful. A really smart, tough woman who uses her sexual prowess to get what she wants as much as she uses her brains inside the prison and outside the prison as well. Um, yeah, Nicole De Silva is just one of the most stunning performers in Australia, extraordinarily talented. Yeah, she's and, wonderful. Yeah, and Frankie Doyle is um, is a highlight in Wentworth. Um, absolutely. Um, I have to say Simon Doonan, mm-hmm. uh, played by Luke Ward Wilkinson from a brilliant British TV series called Beautiful People. And, yeah, it's about this guy who, um, who essentially reflects on his upbringing in London. And he's this gorgeously 
effeminate boy growing up like in the 80s and yeah and is uh as an adult as a window dresser and returns home after he uh, has a breakup with his partner and be returning home has him reflecting on his childhood and it's a gorgeous coming of age story because he doesn't come out until the until uh the end of of the second and final season um yeah it's so exquisitely exquisitely written it's really really beautiful actually and a lot of fun um, I have a massive crush on Christopher Maloney in Oz, uh, <laughs> and he plays Chris Keller. If you want to talk about sex on a stick, <laughs> <laughs> it is the character of Chris Keller. Just the way he walks is just this gorgeous, um, beautiful queer masculinity and and sexual appetite. It is impossible to turn away from and i've been a fan of christopher maloney ever since because he is just extraordinary in this role um oz is incredibly confronting and it's interesting how it presents queerness within the confines and the context of prison life Mm -hmm. because gay relationships are um, seen as power and power struggles as well however if you are an effeminate gay person you are at the bottom of the of the totem pole so these are generally heterosexual men engaging in same-sex activity because they're in prison for a really long time chris keller however is queer um he acknowledges attraction to men and to women and his romance with one of the men in the prison is the center and the most intriguing stories because it is you know he is introduced to this man in order to make him fall in love with him and destroy him but he ends up falling in love with him legitimately anyway it's Mm. a gorgeous narrative uh a, a narrative plot point i have to say um the character of daniel lyons played by russell tovey in years and years which was a recent film by russell t davies Mm mm-hmm Absolutely wonderful to have a queer character as one of the leads in a dystopia. Um, And I love the fact that he is not perfect. I love the fact that he makes mistakes, but we're with him all the way. And he's incredibly brave and strong. He is front and center in the action and goes through hell and high water to protect his refugee boyfriend, who in this dystopia, refugees are not treated so well. So there's a lot of high stakes um, in this series. And um, side note, I recommend Years and Years. It's a limited series. Definitely watch it. Um, It's absolutely beautiful. If I'm moving on to film... Um, I have to start with my all-time favorite queer movie called Beautiful Thing. And uh, Jamie and Steve are just absolutely divine young Mm -hmm. boys. Mm -hmm. And I love them to pieces. Um, Please source out our Fred Watch review of Beautiful Thing if you want to know how much I love these boys and this movie. Um, And I won't say anymore because I will be on forever because I just love, love, love Jamie and Steve so much. Talk about a couple that you just want to succeed. Um, It is them. Odds are against them. Yeah. Um, probably one of the most famous um, queer couples in films are um, Ennis and Jack, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal in Brokeback Mountain mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, one could argue that um, Brokeback Mountain's probably a little problematic, but um, I think it is such a divine movie and I just love these th- these two men and these, these characters so beautifully performed in such a stunning movie mm. uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I will wrap up my list by um, saying that um, in terms of favourite queer characters, I love all the boys in The Boys in the Band, <laughs> which is a classic uh, queer movie uh, about a group of uh, queer friends who get together for a birthday party. And, of course, everything goes downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. The Boys in the Band's actually being remade, but Ryan Murphy is behind that. Nice. It's getting remade from Netflix and 
well, was originally scheduled to be made and released this year, um, but we'll see how that goes. So, Kendall, I'm assuming that you'll select that as a trailer park. Uh, at I imagine one, I will. At one stage. Yes. Um, it's based on a very popular play, quite unique at its time. Again, 1970, queer characters front and centre on stage and in a movie mm. um, that is still quite revered wow yeah um yeah probably expect to see that for a fred watch soon at some stage too yeah because <laughs> it's cool. uh, yeah it's 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 uh it's it's pretty good yeah grim as well because hey why wouldn't it be that the era that it's made in mm. um but all the boys and the boys in the band are worth some recognition i think nice thank you that is my list and That's i hope a... i haven't dragged on for too long no, no, no. <laughs> that was wonderful thank you you're more than welcome oh it's awesome fulia yes would you like to go okay um, I have to uh, also uh, say yes to Will and Jack. They are awesome. Um, I, and I love, I love the fact that they complement each other in the fact that Jack is the over-the-top gay guy and Will is the more conservative one. Yeah. Uh, and it just sort of works really well, and I love that. Um, and they both have their own quirks, and you know, I love Jack for his trying to be an actor (laughs) 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 and doing his own like little plays and one man shows and stuff like that, which is really hilarious. Um, And yeah. And the fact that it's, it's funny that he's the one that ends up getting married when it's like the one thing that he kept saying he wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, he ends up getting pretty grown up in the end. Oh, yeah. Um, and finally makes it to Broadway, which is gorgeous. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. I love that. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> um, uh, I will also mention a supernatural character. Hell yeah. Um, who is played by the awesome Felicia Day. The character's name is Charlie Bradbury. Yeah. Oh, man. Love Charlie. She's a huge nerd mm-hmm. in, in Supernatural. Not that she isn't one in real life anyway, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. Um, she's very quirky mm-hmm. as well. And just the way that she interacts with the Winchester brothers is just so much fun to see. Um, but, oh, just justice for Charlie. Oh. She, she didn't deserve to, to, spoilers, die like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Her characters often do in heteronormative so, stories. So <laughs> brutal. So brutal. It was I'm not up to that bit. <laughs> <laughs> It was so heartbreaking. It, it was, was so unexpected. I, I bawled my eyes out when yeah, that happened. Me I too. was just like, no. And because she ended up being like a sister to them. Yeah. And that's the yeah. sort of relationship that they had. Especially with, with Dean. Yeah. She bonded oh, with him quite a bit and he was just Yeah. Like, oh, I love I love the episode where they go on this Renaissance fair and Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And she's the actual like the, she's the, the queen. Of she's the, the whole queen thing. of the whole thing, and Dean doesn't realize that she's actually a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he tries. <laughs> no, no, he's he was just wondering like how, how I think I can't remember exactly, but I think it was more a case of trying to um, help her get a date, yeah. and didn't realize that she didn't swing the yeah. the, the the heterosexual way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was so cute, and their 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 bond was just amazing, and I loved it. Yeah, um, she's a great character. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to think of um, film characters, but none none really come 
to mind specifically. Uh, oh, uh, another TV show character I just remembered. Uh, Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yay! <laughs> she is like... She dresses really badass. Yeah. She's all black. Yeah. And she's got this really low butch voice, but she still looks hot and feminine. <laughs> and I love that about her. Mm. And oh my goodness. And uh, she's just, she's very secretive about her, about her life. Yeah. So no one really knows about what goes on in her life. And the moment someone does find out and she then caves and tells them about it, it's really sweet. And just, it's, it's really nice to see her sort of open up and talk about her feelings mm. in the, in the show. Um, but like I said, she doesn't really talk much about <laughs> her relationships, her private life. She's very, she's very um, conservative about yeah. herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we love about Rosa. That's why she's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. She, she's she's great just because uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who plays her, is actually by herself. Right. Um, and so, you know, obviously she used her own experiences in portraying certain scenes with Rosa. And what I, you know, you know, I myself identifying the same, just relating so hardcore to yeah. a lot of what she went through and what we see with Rosa on the show and just crying tears when she's like reaching out to her parents yeah and her parents, oh man it takes so long to come around and yeah. they, they don't even want to hear it like they love her and and respect her but they don't they almost just disregard what she's saying mm. you know it's not like they hate her for it they just they're just like no that's not real you're yeah yeah, they, yeah. they just refuse to acknowledge it it's it breaks your heart because you she, for once you see as you say this badass tough awesome woman mm. crack like that you know yeah. and yeah and stephanie gives such a moving performance in a show like just you know i, I, well, I always say it, so sitcoms just nail the drama absolutely yeah, so well and in a show like brooklyn 99 which is filled with silly crazy comedy <laughs> yeah you know it's they really yeah they really did such a good job with this storyline mm. and it was such good for representation definitely yeah for sure another another queer character in brooklyn 99 captain hulk of course oh my gosh of course him and his partner i forgot his name already kevin 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 <laughs> good yes. i love those two they are their 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 quips their way that they talk to each other it's so monotone and it's just hilarious mm. they're perfect oh they exactly they are absolutely perfect <laughs> for each other i love it yeah um and oh man it's it's just it's nice to also see the fact that it's you know these just amazing actors mm. at together, like sort of bonding like that and just, you know, performing so well. Uh, and you can, you can, you can't even tell, like, it, it's almost like they've been like literally married for years. <laughs> Great rapport is key when you're yeah presenting couples like that. Yeah, oh, man, it is so good. And yeah. I, I, I love that about uh, those two. And it's just so much fun mm. to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Hey, um, I suppose I can't do it fully. Here. <laughs> I get judged. Um, <laughs> I su- I've been turned uh, into a bird. <laughs> yeah, doing a fully. Everyone's picking on you today, Fulia. How did you get off so easy, Kendall? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I'm I'm loving it. Mike, yeah. <laughs> Mike yes. what, are, what are your what are your picks? Let us know. What 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 do you have for us? 
Uh, I was having to think of uh, what would be the first like sort of queer character that I was exposed to, and um, and thinking back back into my childhood, I think maybe the Birdcage. Mm. Yeah. Um, yep. That movie sort sort of, well, as a kid, sort of. Uh, I don't know if it opened my eyes. It's I'm sort sort of going okay. They that that's the sort of thing. But I, I don't know. It, is it? A good representation of uh, of like a queer couple, or or is it um, heterosexual in gay clothing or something? <laughs> I'm not too, not entirely sure, because you definitely have the sort of '90s sort of oh look look at me, but then you got Robin Williams playing sort of the straight character, mm. Mm. which is which is which is ironic. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because um, have you seen the French film that The Broadcage is based on? Uh, no, yeah. but, it's, it's, but I know, but I know it actually is um, based on on a French. Movie. Yeah, it's really, it's actually really good and hilarious in its own right. Even the sequel isn't isn't bad to the French film. Um, you know, I mean, look, this film takes a lot from that, but obviously, when you've got people like Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, they definitely do make it their own. Um, yeah, the Boat Cage is actually an interesting film insofar as that you know um, how Gene Hackman's character is, is the villain is portrayed as the villain but there's a wonderful analysis on YouTube and uh, forgive me I forget the person's name or his channel but he does um, do a lot of discussions about queer representation in the media but he analyzes the bird cage and talks about how their son Val played by Dan Futterman is actually the villain in the movie and it's a wonderful, yeah. it's a wonderful take on it. So I suppose I bring that up, Mike, to probably help address uh, your question because hey, who's got all, who's got the answers anyway? None of us really. But in terms yeah. of, yeah, it probably is a a good representation because especially if you look at Val being the villain in that movie, he is only the villain because he is resistant to his father's being themselves. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so in that regard, one could argue, yeah, sure. Like you know, are are they stereotypes? Nathan Lane's character, yeah, absolutely. You know, Hank Azaria's character, yeah, absolutely. But you're right. Like in the '90s, it's almost like you need to you need to start there yeah. to begin that representation. Yeah. These characters are are safe. They're sexless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes, they're affectionate towards each other, but enough to not offend the heterosexual mass. Um, for this time. These days we wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's why I sort of questioned it. Is it problematic now? Yeah. Considering- yeah, it probably hasn't aged as well if you want to really no. dissect it. Um, but I still really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoy it as well. Mm. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I quote it to this day. But, but considering it's like my first, like, sort of, I wouldn't say experience, mm. but sort of, like, exposure to, to... Like the queer concept. Yeah. I was going to say gay agenda, but I thought that would probably be a bit. <laughs> well, it, well, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't exist. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, and then I got th- thinking about. Um, uh, then I got got thinking about Doctor Who as mm. well. And and uh, there's a companion. Uh, like the first official um, uh, gay, uh, oh, lost for words, uh, 
sort of gay representation of being an openly gay, uh, openly lesbian companion. Mm. I mean, th- you got Captain Jack, but it wasn't, it wasn't actually said. Basically, was one of the was one of the um, one was, was one of the doctors bisexual, or did I make that up? No, I think it's one of the companions. Uh, uh, I could have I could have sworn I had read because I, I don't watch Doctor Who, but I could have sworn um, I had read that one of the Doctor Who's they sort of without exploring it, but teased that he was bisexual, or maybe I've made that up. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Captain Jack. Okay, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's he's not a John, doctor. That's John John Barrowman's character. Yeah, he, he was introduced yeah. in Doctor Who and then got his own spin-off show with Torchwood. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perhaps yes, because I've heard of Torchwood. Yes. Mm, yes. There's a lot of gayness. And, and in was there. written by Russell T Davies. Yes, yes. So. which is why there's a lot of gayness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit though, uh, John Barrowman playing Captain Jack Harkness was in in Doctor Who, and then Torchwood is he's he's really good character as well. Yeah, he's got yeah. a really good character. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose, um, yeah, she was really good, and it it's sort of sucks because, spoiler alert, she sort of dies at the end of her one and only season, so that was... Mm. Yeah, you're talking food. about Bill, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Potts. Yeah. Bill Potts, yeah. And that, then it sort of got, got me thinking because um, I think I, send in, I sent in a, an article... How um, that uh, two companions were were supposedly in a uh, gay relationship, a lesbian relationship, but it sort of uh, retroactively and wasn't the intention back back then. And I thought that's probably another conversation I have all together. Oh, like how they've done it retro um, perspectively, like how um, J.K. Rowling does it with all of her fucking characters. <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention um, um, fucking hell. Uh, Dumbledore because it's, Which... it's sort of cheating. Oh, yeah, and, and can we be honest? It was never the intention and it was never true. Oh, no. Pisses me off. <laughs> <sighs> and I suppose there's probably tension in the tension in that yeah well. yeah yeah it's it's incredibly problematic absolutely yeah but you're right that's a different conversation altogether <laughs> <laughs> hey you know pride month is a whole month yeah <laughs> <Another discussion. laughs> yeah i suppose, suppose yeah bill bill's sort of my uh my favorite queer character in mm. in in um in uh oh, doctor who bloody hell <laughs> Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Late night podcasting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, you don't. Jesus. Oh, no. gosh. Okay. Oh, well. All right. I'll, I'll be quick. <laughs> you... Oh, uh, Kendall. Yes. What do you. <laughs> what, what do you. What, what do you think? It, what do you think is your favorite queer character? <laughs> Not what you know is what you what you what I think. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So I have I have a small list myself because um, I couldn't just mention one, um, and I'm mentioning some couples that mm. I I love the most. Um, and I'm starting with the OGs, uh, Willow and Tara. Yep. <laughs> I was actually thinking that with your Sunnydale hoodie that you're wearing right <laughs> yeah, now. Yes, so I'm wearing my my Willow Sunnydale hoodie. 
uh, at the moment. Very appropriate. Didn't plan that, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's worked out nicely. Um, yeah, look, they're played by, you know, Alison Hannigan and Amber Benson, like one of the most influential and uh, important early uh, lesbian couples on primetime television. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, especially for the fact that, you know, first kiss between two women on screen, um, it happened in that show and it's just, you know, so it's so important in terms of representation, just seeing them the way that they are. And it's the show, that show could have been so easily different because basically, uh, for those who don't know, Joss Whedon was actually tossing up whether or not to make, uh, Willow or Xander gay. Mm. Uh, so it could have very much gone in a different direction, but I'm really glad that he picked Willow. Um, I really love her storyline and her coming out and, you know, um, she's never given a label, like really, like mm. when she comes out, she just, you know, she just says, she doesn't say I'm gay. Like when she tells people, she just says, you know, things are complicated because of Tara. Like there's, yeah. a, there's just, you know, something going on. And then of course, later in the show, you know, she said she refers to herself as gay or a lesbian mm. and all of that. And, and that's wonderful. Um, and there's such a great couple and such a great example of a, one of the, actually one of the better couples in the, the Buffy verse. Right. They only ever had one Rocky patch. Um, whereas, you know, most, most romances in that world don't work out mm. <laughs> and sometimes end up in death. Um, but well, in this case, yes, sadly, <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, Tara's death is still the saddest, one of the saddest things I've ever seen in television, but just <clears throat> brilliant storytelling, uh, star- storytelling. Um, but yeah, I, I, I adore them so much, so much so. And they did get back together before it all was cut briefly short but yeah they were gorgeous and i love them um moving to more contemporary queer couples um i'm going to another favorite show of mine which is orphan black and my two ladies that i love uh, in that show uh kasima niehaus and delphine cormier um played by tatiana mislani and evelyn brochu uh they're a wonderful couple um uh, Kasima is a uh, very out and proud lesbian mm-hmm. in the show. Um, although she, you know, she's a clone cause the show is about clones mm. for those who don't know. And, um, there's this one famous scene in the show where, uh, the, the evil clone named Rachel meets Kasima for the first time. And she refers to her strictly as like, you're the gay one or you're the lesbian. One. Yeah. And so, and Kasima just replies with, um, my sexuality isn't the most interesting thing about me. Yeah. And <clears throat> I love that sentiment of, I am so much more than who I'm having sex with yeah. or who I'm dating. You know, you cannot just define me with that. I mean, mm. that's that's just one really awesome facet mm. of many awesome facets to me. Um, so, yeah, the, the uh, Orphan Black does a really nice job of normalizing um, queerness, I think, and especially with um, Delphine's character. She, she didn't realize that she liked women um, mm. until she met Cosima. Um, she was secretly monitoring her, um, working for the bad guys because all the clones in the early seasons were monitored, um, by the company that created them. And Delphine was one of those monitors. Um, and so she ends up falling in love with Cosima unintentionally. And, and they, the first time they, they hook up, like she has this conversation about like, she can't like, well, after they've hooked up for the first time, she's like, I can't stop thinking about you and me Mm -hmm. and, and how she's like, you know, I never thought about 
bisexuality as something for myself and how, you know, society and cultural biases have codified attraction. And she goes into all this really beautiful, like scientific explanation. And Kasim is such a science nerd. She just says, that's totally encouraging. <laughs> She's <laughs> That's like, cute. Yeah, it's it's really, really gorgeous. They're a beautiful couple. Uh, and uh, spoilers, they last the whole show. So yeah, it's yeah. safe. Yeah. We're safe on that one. But yeah, they're they're wonderful. Um, two more recent shows, however, that are still airing. Um, this next one I'm going to mention is uh, a couple from a show called Euphoria. A little bit more tumultuous this time around. Uh, I'm talking about Rue Bennett and Jules Vaughan, played by Zendaya and Hunter Schaefer mm-hmm. uh, in Euphoria. Um, the show's only had one season so far. It's really, really interesting and intense high school drama Yeah, show. it's a part of this. It's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a HBO program, so... So it's good. <laughs> yeah. So the quality is there. Um, Zendaya is just amazing. Um, she plays a drag addict. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's it's not pretty, <laughs> some of the stuff she puts herself through. Um, but it, she, you know, uh, Jules is a new student at, at school. She's just moved to, you mm. know, the town, and she's starting out, and Rue is one of the first people she connects with, and uh, Jules is also trans and Hunter Schaefer is also trans. Wow. So, which is awesome for, yeah. for that representation. And she's also stunningly gorgeous. And actually Hunter Schaefer is also a model outside of acting. Nice. She's, she's a stunning young woman um, and very talented actress yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, their, their relationship is, is really wonderful. It's very rocky though. Uh, because both of them have their shit. Like, every main character in this show has so much baggage and so yeah. much stuff going on that they just really can't seem to get any of their lives sorted mm-hmm. altogether. But the moments where things are really good between the two of them, the show is, like, it's it's really nice to watch. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't wait for the next season to see because things were left on quite a bit of a cliffhanger and I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm really excited to see more of them because they're really beautiful. So, yes. Uh, and my last couple, it's not really a couple yet. Don't know if it's actually going to happen. Um, I'm talking about uh, the two leading ladies of Killing Eve, mm. uh, Villanelle and Eve Palastri, played by Jodie Comer and Sandra O. Oh. Uh, Villanelle is unabashedly gay, loves women. Uh, she's never really referred to in the show, at, like the word lesbian or the word gay never really comes up. And I don't think that's the point. No. Um, it's, she just happens to be this awesome Russian assassin who just only likes women. Yeah. Like, and she loves women. Yeah. Like, she's, she's not ashamed to admit when, when she sees a pretty woman. Like, you see, there's like, in, even like the first couple of episodes, she's like, she's undercover in like uh, France somewhere. And she meets this young French boy who she like, you know... So she has a little thing with, but there's a scene where they're walking down the street and they're eating ice cream. He's trying to be romantic. She's not interested. She sees a pretty girl walk by and she just follows. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Loves it's, it. Yeah, it's it's really great. She's she's excellent. Um, and she brings out that side of Eve because uh, you know when when we first meet Eve in Killing Eve, she's uh, she's married. Yeah. 
uh, in a good place in her life and then Villanelle comes into the picture because Eve is part of the team that has to try and find her. Like she works with MI6 so she's mm-hmm. trying to track her down and find out where she is so they can stop her from, you know, assassinating all of these people because yeah. she's, she's killed a lot of people. Um, but they have such an awesome chemistry and mm-hmm. dynamic and as time goes on, Eve becomes kind of more twisted, more darker. Like there's something in Villanelle that brings this side out uh, in Eve. Um, and there's just this unspoken thing between mm-hmm. the two of them. Like Eve is never even, again, like just with Villanelle, Eve, is, Eve has never said like she, it's so obvious she's into Villanelle. Yeah. She's never fully admitted it really. Um, she hasn't put a label on it. She's never she's she's never stopped herself and gone. Oh wait, I can't be into her. She's a woman. Yeah. Like it, there's never that question. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's really nice in the fact that they're. It's very modern in the fact that they're not putting any kind of labels on this. What this thing is, it just is. It's yeah. just two people who, through their lines of work, have become entangled and mm. uh, interested in each other. And yeah, they just finished series three with her. Yeah, really interesting ending that. Yeah, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I've got, I've got happy thoughts right, <laughs> going cool. forward. But yeah, I they're, yeah they're really yeah really awesome and two very powerful just women presence, uh, queer women on screen as well. I think refreshing, so, very refreshing. Yeah. It's 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 nice and also the fact that Killing Eve is one of the most popular shows in the world right now. Yeah, and it's got two female leads who are queer. Yeah, it's just hats off. Yes, <laughs> hats off to BBC America for that one. Yes. Um, yeah, so those are my those are my picks. Those are my my queer characters that I love. Great diverse uh, responses from everyone. Yeah, really good. some Very good recommendations too. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel I feel a bit guilty because I was a bit vague, so I'll just sh- shout out a cu- couple. Uh, <laughs> the dean from uh, um, for, from Community. Oh yes. Uh, Velma from Xena uh, <laughs> uh, from Xena. Oh yeah. Uh, Snagglepuss. Yes. Um, uh, Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. What? Um, <laughs> is is he? Somebody tell Jesse. She doesn't know. <laughs> He's definitely in the closet. You think so? Or is it just the Spanish version of him is? Uh, he could be bi. I don't know. He could be. He could be. He, he's definitely definitely got the eyes for Woody. Yeah. <laughs> he's got wood for Woody. <laughs> he got wood yeah. for Woody. In that trash compactor, he just gave him the fucking eyes. True. You know? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I haven't got a good gaydar. No, well, that's that's. Those are some good additions. I will say though, uh, Velma, yes, unless she's around Sam Winchester. Yes, and, and his shoulders. <laughs> oh watch watch the watch the the Scooby Natural episode, and you'll understand. It's, yep, it's fantastic. Now this is this is coming from James Gunn, though. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, because did didn't James Gunn write write one of the Scooby Doo films? Ah, uh, the the first yeah one, the, yeah the the original. It was going to be more more risque. Ah, uh, okay. But but. Obviously, they they pulled back, and it, it, it's a shame because, you know, Velma would be a good um, ambassador. Yeah, I think if if they fully went, you know, Velma's Velma's queer, mm. I think that would be really cool. 
Um, especially for something... She's smart, she's cool. Yeah, especially for something like, like Scooby-Doo, a show that's been around for like, yeah. you know, 50 years. Mm. So that would be really awesome. Um, but yeah, Velma's just awesome in general, regardless. Yeah. Let's be, let's oh, be yeah. real. She's great. Jinkies. <laughs> Love her so much. Um, my glasses, I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> I can't see without my glasses. Thank you, Mike, for those little additions. That's right. Um, yeah, that's just my liberal guilt. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so it should. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I catch that word. <laughs> Nothing, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen back and find out what you said. Ooh. Nothing but positive vibes and positive thoughts to you, Michael Lister. <laughs> yes. <Thank you. laughs> this is. This is it. Oh, <clears throat> fantastic. Yeah, great discussion. Very good Yay. discussion, guys. Thank you so much. Those were some really awesome answers. Really diverse and really awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Let's keep the applause going. <laughs> Golf claps. Golf claps all the way. Sounds weird. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, to popcorn culture for this week and to the whole show because mm. we are nearing the end. Yeah. Um, what's up with Fred, guys? New Fred Watch coming out soon in about a week and a half. Episode 13 <laughs> of the Fred Watch podcast where we will be reviewing the uh, greatest slasher of a slasher franchise ever made. Um Kendall joins Philip and myself in that discussion. Yes. Um, in the meantime, we do have the Shawshank Redemption and um, mm. lots of other wonderful and not so wonderful films <laughs> uh, that we have discussed uh, at Fred Watch. So, yeah, it's all about the Fred Watch podcast from me at the moment. Good. Yes. Good. Um, as for me, well, uh, <laughs> Technical difficulties. Oh no! This week, of course, so, there wasn't any internet. No, I yeah. had no internet. <laughs> so basically, I was so proud of myself. I got on it early and I filmed like a bunch of videos to start my what I'm calling journey into history or journey through history. Yeah. My Michael Jackson uh, uh, history 25 celebration for my non-scriptive ramblings. I filmed a bunch of stuff and I was so excited. And then my internet dropped down. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was not able to upload anything on uh, on my schedule. So I'm completely off schedule now. Mm. But that's fine. Um, I do have videos backed up. So I am going to probably... Hopefully the first one should be up today. Um, Monday. If not, it'll be tomorrow, Tuesday. Depending on what how my time and schedule goes. But yeah, this week they will be starting. So Yay. stay tuned for my <laughs> first video, which is going to awesome. be all about... The first track of the album, Scream, with uh, Michael and Janet Jackson. Yeah. I'm very, very, very excited. I've been having a lot of fun filming those. So <laughs> nice, I, hope, nice. I hope you guys like it too. Um, but that's that's pretty much it for me. Uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, no, no, no. Kendall doesn't care about what you're doing in your real life. She meant in terms of Fred. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, been, been um, as a as I've been saying, uh, as I said before, I've been trying to get get all this backlog mm. done and 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 trying to film a uh, 
open the space for some uh, the office, yeah. which I've been trying. They've been me- meaning to get get into. Yes, come on, man! Yeah. I'm looking forward to episode five. Come on, where is it? <laughs> I know, I know. It, it, it's taking a bit of a long time because because life gets I'm in try- the way. Tr- yeah, trying to bank them up, but at the moment, been doing one 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 episode a day, which I'm try- trying not to do, and and everything uh, everything's been thrown out of whack. But no excuses. Are we? Gonna do it. Good. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes. Uh, You you say slasher movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which one are we talking about? Friday the 13th. Not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure if you're being cryptic. No, no. My my all time favorite uh, horror franchise. And it's amazing. uh, And I was thinking uh, is there a Friday the 13th that was could be could be passed as sort of a queer movie um i wouldn't necessarily say that in jason 5 i think it is there is a couple um bait and based on the way they're dressed um fans like to consider them as a gay couple um they're not intended that way but one of the actors has said um look that wasn't my choice but i'm really happy for people <laughs> to put us in that way um yeah no friday the 13th doesn't actually have uh any sort of explicit or openly queer characters i remember the first time i had uh, experienced a gay character in a in a big franchise, I suppose, was in Bride of Chucky, where one of the characters is gay, and it was so it was yeah. so surprising. I was like, oh wow, this boy's actually actually queer, and it was just lovely to see. Um, but in saying that, I, I don't know if um, if Mike, you know much about or prescribe to the theories about the protagonist in Fred in the second Freddy movie, who apparently is yeah, gay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he he's coming to terms mm. with it, and, and especially the PE teacher is pro, uh, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely gay because yeah. uh, he ended up in a gay bar, yeah so most I'm yeah thinking. most is made of that scene and um yeah and there's suggestions that Freddie himself um is bisexual but I don't know about that no yeah, I don't I, I don't I'm, feel that no. so could we say Nightmare on Elm Street is more progressive than I wouldn't necessarily say that much because um, I don't think the writer or the director intended um, the boy in part two to be queer. It's just that that's the interpretation, to be honest. (laughs) Mind you, mind you, um, Friday the 13th has a scene that is infamous amongst the Jason community that I'm sure uh, Freddy doesn't have, and that is uh, homoerotic shaving. Deathly silence amongst everyone, but I am not. I am not lying. Part nine is known for the scene involving homoerotic shaving, and it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Don't get me started on part nine. <laughs> yes. So agreed. To <laughs> yes, we can. We can. We can. Okay. But Freddie Bear and Jason. Look, mate, you're tired. You're slightly delusional. I'm just going to let you have that one. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go into my dreams. Yeah, you can, you can dance with Freddy there if you like. Yeah, high five. Yeah, exactly. But with the, 
but with the left. Yeah, yeah good call. <laughs> and that's what I've been doing uh, with Freya. Back to full circle. Back I'm to full circle. loving these tangents. <laughs> it just feels like the old days. <laughs> yeah. Friday nights at Fred. Good old sleepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sleepy all of us at the moment. Uh, yes. All right. So before we wrap things up, Fulia. Yes. Uh, what's Foolish Fuji up to? Well, we've got a couple of streams a week as per usual. Tuesday is Animal Crossing Day and Thursday is my random game day. Uh, last week I streamed, on my random game day, I streamed uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Cute. Uh, went, from, uh, went back to the beginning because I finished the final boss battle. Went back to the beginning so that I can start collecting the other things that happen once you've finished the storyline. Mm. Uh, so now you have to go and collect even more things. <laughs> um, but it was a, it's a really nice sort of um, way for me to remember and recall the levels that I had played through. And sort of just like a little reminder of what I have gone through. And uh, a way to show everybody who is curious about maybe purchasing and purchasing it to play themselves... It gives them an idea of what to expect. Mm. Um, so that was last week. So this week I might continue with Yoshi again on Thursday. Nice. And it's cute. And it's all about the paper crafts and the or you know arts and crafts within the world of um, crafted world. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> it's definitely the. It's definitely a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne's just like she's playing something other than Animal, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> crossing. <laughs> hey, I was, I'm quoting Wayne. I know it's called Animal. Crossing. You don't need to quote him. Hey, I know. Okay. <laughs> don't talk about me like I'm not in the room. Thank you very much. If you want to play your animal no, farm, you no. play your animal farm. <laughs> you plant those peach trees, Fulia. You plant them. You evictor deers, don't you worry. I didn't evict, okay. You drown those nobles, you do you. (laughs) What you do on your little sordid (laughs) island, it's disgusting. (laughs) Shut up, Wayne. Guys, it's like Dr. Moreau. It most certainly is. It it sounds like it. Fully has told us stories. (laughs) Things are getting fucked up uh, <laughs> yes fully i'm sorry that's that sounds really awesome yes um and also um uh, a certain trailer has gone up for a new series of uh past streams portal 2 from from last year when i played it through uh, i've got my old uh episodes coming out starting this week uh the trailer is up for that right now so go check it out yes um, get a little taste yes i i watched yay <laughs> I watched it while waiting for you guys, and I added like ten views. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think at the moment that's pretty much it. Um, pot, uh, there will be a Lego build hopefully by the end of the month, um, but until then, you'll get some awesome content to watch. <laughs> Yay! Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Lots of awesome stuff going on from everyone. That's really, yeah. really great. Great, yes. great, great. All right. Well, if that's it, then I think that might be it. Might yep. be it. That, that was, was a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. <laughs>
<laughs> Here are Zfred plugs. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For future podcasts from Fred the Alien, follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationery, with our unique Fred to the Designs by our talented team. Union Bombs, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows, and more! That was a Fred plug. Yeah, yes. Yes. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantarmanger. And you... Uh, fuck. <laughs> totally forgot about <laughs> Michael. Sign I off, Michael. Sign off, Michael. And I've been a Michael. And you just experienced a podcast called Friends. The podcast that refuses to be Clearly. Yes. <laughs> Remember so to s- eat beef. I'm so sorry, Mike. <laughs> Have a steak from Michael. He got forgotten by the end of the no, show. No, he didn't get forgotten. I was just on autopilot. <laughs> oh. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, Mike. Michael, Kendall owes Remember. you an apology letter. Remember to eat me. I'm going to cry. Nice handwriting. Scented paper. In your dreams. (laughs) Oh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And And scene. scene.